This episode, we interview Trenton Payne with Gilgamesh Games, and we do a game review of his game, Magda. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some vet. That's probably our best. A lot that, of that's, stupid that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks! It's Blue Samurai here, and it's episode 53. Wow. And I am with... Ridiculous. And? And I'm still full. How's it going, folks? <laughs> uh, we apologize. We have not done any recordings in the last, I don't know. We're very um, sorry. Let's show them our sorrowful fact, faces. Okay, you do that while I look at how many days. Holy cow, 27 days ago. I'm wow. sorry. You know what? I would like to say, since there has mm-hmm. been such a big break, I've missed you guys. I miss yeah, you. I have. I've missed you guys as well. You know, and... Facebook's uh, just not enough. Oh, no, we, we've done a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of things. You guys have done a lot of things. I, ha- I had a birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Maybe if the viewers, listeners could guess how old I am, we could give them a tour of the Geeks of Cascadia studios. Yes. There you go. And you know how you do that? You email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or Facebook us at Geeks of Cascadia or... You can Twitter at us at at Geeks of Cascadia. There you go. Plan that segue. <laughs> that was right. well done. Thank you. Um, can we have much. the beer moment that we oh, used we to do once upon a time? Because sure. that's cool, and that yeah, needs mentioning. Cool. Yes, Paul, go ahead. You can mention the. Okay, well, we are at Around the Table in Linwood, Washington, which Woo-hoo! is our game store where we play Dungeons and Dragons, and there's a, a beer they're offering in cans called the, the Player's mm-hmm. Handbook IPA series from Lewitt Brewing Company in Vancouver, Washington. That's awesome. It's called The Sorcerer. If you look at our Instagram feed, there is a photo of the can, which is really cool. It's like a fifth edition D&D sheet. Yes, and Paul's very, putting very the cool. picture, the close-up right here. It's got the little stats right yeah, I'll do that in case you're too lazy to do it. Except I don't know what SRM means, but there, it's cool. There's a little, or uh, follow us on Instagram, and you can see it right now. That's right. That's right. And we have a really great show for you today. Um, in fact, today we got a game no review of a game to. called Lap Dance. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Is that there the one go. you did down, down at Pacers? Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how the heck this uh, game even existed, but we are not doing this game review. <laughs> we not. We're not even going to talk about it because it's weird. I've never. So even we're not it. playing that tonight? No. Oh, Why I you got to tease? I thought we were going to do a whole Facebook I, Live we, thing. Maybe we can do a tournament of it, I guess. I, I don't know. Yes. Really wow. An actual wow. card game called Lap Dance. Uh, very weird. But anyway... <laughs> No, we actually have a great interview that Rebeculus did. Rebeculus, can you tell us a little bit about? I about did. That I did. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a the, a gentleman's name is Trenton Payne. I met him at NorwestCon, mm-hmm. and uh, he began a company with a couple of friends of his called Gilgamesh Games, and um, and he's got three games out now. They're working on a fourth. His recent one is uh, Cats. Cats. Cats of Ulthar. Of Ulthar. Of Ulthar. Of Ulthar. Of Ulthar. Of Ulthar. 
and wow. he's just an awesome guy. And I went to his home in uh, West Seattle to interview him because the we just didn't have good sound at NorwestCon, and. And that was really nice that he let you oh, do yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because you totally screwed up the first interview. I, I, I did. Yeah. It's just the sound was bad. But, the interview uh, was good. But yeah. it was great. It was great. And we and we interviewed in his man cave, which is just chock full of figurines and That's Star awesome. Wars That's stuff awesome. and all these things from the I 80s. I want a man cave. Drool over. You should have a man. I thought you did have a man cave. Isn't it called your garage? No. That's Janice owns the garage now. Uh, well, then the house. Well, your man cave. <laughs> Well, but we'll, you're going to hear that interview later today. In the meantime, let's get into some con news. Con news. Let's yes. do some con news while Rebecca does some game research. Yes. <clears throat> so, you know what's happening in two weeks? No. Dragonflight. No way. You totally. And it's number 40. I'm representing today in my Dragonflight shirt. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally stoked mm-hmm. for Dragonflight. It was the one that we could have fun at. Did you get a room? I got a room. I got a room, I too. I got my badge. Get a room. Rebeculous, did you get a room? No, I'm going to crash yours. Oh, that's probably not going to happen. No, it's, <laughs> it's going to happen. You can cuddle up with Winston. You don't know there me. You there you go. Well, the good news is, when we're there, we're going to be doing some podcasting, some too. Podcast. Get we're some podcast. Get some interviews. Oh, we talk to some great. game designers. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk to that. somebody from other conventions, see what's going on in the world. Play a game. But maybe play a game. That would be great. Yeah. I'd love to play a game. Yeah. When was the last time we played a game at a convention? I guess it was last Dragonflight. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. We never get to play it. Seems Orchicon. like we're always working. We're always working at Orchicon. <laughs> so Dragonflight August yes. 16th through 18th. Mm-hmm. There's still rooms available at the, at the special room rate. Um, there's badges available. Uh, if you want to run a game, they're still open for that. Um, so just go to dragonflight.org and check all that stuff out. Again, that is August 16th through 18th at the Be- Bellevue Hilton. Dragonflight.org. Oh, okay, that is cool. And of course, uh, um, there's. If you don't mind, I'm just gonna put plug this because no they one gave, goes to that gave, silly old con. They anymore. gave us media badges. I gotta thank them. <laughs> the only reason they didn't give us this time is because no one's no, no one from Geeks no, of Cascade. No one can go because we're all working in who is it again? Lives. Gen Con. Gen Con. The best four days of gaming. Uh, August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Indianapolis, you can take a direct flight from Alaska Airlines. If you haven't done by now, you're screwed. And oh, by the way, this is probably going to end up being posted the day of Gen Con. So you know what? It doesn't matter what I'm saying right now to you <laughs> at all. So so if you're like not at Gen Con, then um, I'm sorry. That's well, right. if you're at Gen Con, right. maybe you should not be listening to our podcast That's and right. do something better. But we do want to thank Gen Con because they did give thank us you, Gen Con. Thank you, Gen Con. Yes. And, and they actually are headquarters here in the great Northwest. That's right. So, sorry, I took your thunder there. That's okay. Right. There's another. Um, he had thunder? Yeah, a little bit. There's yeah. another tiny little con coming up here in Seattle. It's called um, Penny Arcade. Uh, Penny. Or, or PAX Prime Penny. or PAX West, whatever oh, you want to yes. call it. Yes, I'll be there uh, briefly. See if I'll be there. I will not be there. I was there last year. It was terrifying. I don't like that many people, but it was really cool. <laughs> that many people don't like But they've you. got hundreds. So it's not just video games. They've got hundreds of free play space for tabletop games and mm-hmm. a, a gigantic library. Yes. So you can do both at PAX. Um, that's going to be August 30th through September 2nd in Seattle, Washington. Ooh. At the convention center and other places. Okay. Um, plus, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. Just start, go to their website and look it up. Awesome. Hand while my my iPad fell asleep here. Uh oh. Uh, pretty pretty little woodland scenario you have there as your. Well, while you're doing that, uh, Stranger Things, man, was that awesome? Dude, it was great. I love Stranger Things. Great. Still, Paul hates kids. Yeah, he so he's lying. Yeah, I don't watch that. I tried. 
Yes, it was great. It was great. I, I best season was disappointed ever that there were only seven. I didn't know. I, know. I was watching the seventh, and I was like, God, you know, they're totally gonna Game of Thrones this thing. They're gonna build you all up to it's like season eight, and this is. You hey, can't even compare it to Game of Thrones. Can we, can we, can we say things that might be spoilers? Uh, I, maybe in another, maybe next podcast a little bit. I know. I so we can talk a little restricted. bit more. The weird girl dies, right? No, the weird girl doesn't die. No. And she's not a weird girl. Okay. No, she's yeah, she's Isn't her name a number or something? Her name is a number. Okay. That's right. Great. It's like you watched pie? it. Pie? Yep. Yeah. Pie. Little exactly. pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> little tart. Yes. Wait. That means. Best, that is the best season, don't you think? Well, I thought they were all good, so no. Wow, okay. It's like, what's your favorite so, Beatles song? You can't say that. That's true. That's really right. So, did we not do enough filler for you to? No, we're not get... done yet. We're not done with Cotton News yet. Done. Why you keep well, trying that... to cut off still Paul? No, because I want to get filler for Paul so that he can go ahead and he says his lap, his hmm. tablet was. Done. I got it turned back what, on. What about his lap? Wait, we play a game called lap dance. dance. Hey, we go ahead, Paul. <laughs> okay, we also have coming up um, ConfuseCon. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, my God, I love that. Which really? is in Pasco, Washington, August 31st through September 1st. Mm-hmm. That um, sounds confusing. ConfuseCon is an annual board game convention in the Tri-Cities that welcomes anyone and everyone who wants to play board games, card games, and role-playing games. So they got badges, of course, mm-hmm. and I lost the price, but I think they're like 45 bucks. Very cool. Location, Columbia Basin College. Very cool. And at the beginning of September, we have... Sounds confusing to me. It is very confusing. <laughs> Good old Rusty Con. They are <laughs> going to be at the Bellevue Hilton. It's not funny. I don't know September why it's September 6th, funny. 7th, and 8th. Oh, okay. Um, not they... the same time as OrcaCon. No. Okay. Oh, no. That's awesome. That's that Dutch by Harry. He is their, um, again, artist guest of honor. Cool. They also What's have right by Harry, the Hari. Thank you. I don't know. I like your pronunciation. Um, writer David Weber and um, super fan Michael Kenmere. Is that really a title? So super go to rest, rustycon.org. Yeah. What do you have to do to be a super fan of something? I think you have to have special powers, mm-hmm. like yeah. invisibility or um, laser eyes. Never ending supply of sharpies and things. Never ending supply. Sure. That would be great. My <laughs> fingers are all sharpies of different colors. <laughs> That's my special power. That's right. Oh, and. That's what I have for con news, except for OrcaCon. OrcaCon is happening in January in 2020. Are there going to be real orcas there again this year? Yes, there's always real orcas. Love yeah. they have a, real plus, there's orcas. an orca meat feast. They have yes. like this one orca in a tank, <laughs> and, a, and they just wheel it around so you can visit all and the And Paul, while you're rooms. eating uh, orcas, what can you drink with that? Uh, blackfish stout. All right. You know, what, what better to, to, to wash down orca meat than um, some blackfish stout? That's right. I always thought it was like some white wine or something with fish. Is that, oh. Are they mammals? They are, well, what is your degree again? Uh, zoology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, go to orcacon.org um, mm-hmm. and get your badges, get your rooms. Um, we pr- figure we're going to sell out this year. Yeah. So um, it's best to do it early. And it's, get it's, your it's, rooms it's, now. It's not going to get any cheaper. Do I, do I need to get a badge and a t- you guys included me, right? Like, I can know, go, right? I don't know. Like, Do you know anybody that runs it? Kinda, there? maybe. Um, I don't know. Yes, Donna. Maybe, but Donna, I bet Donna, Donna, Donna would give you that. She'll let me in. Maybe. Last year, they closed the door on me, and I was pretty <laughs> They wouldn't let me in. It's a... F- you need at least three votes on the, the board directors. And well, well I, she's on the podcast team. Who's in charge of the media? We could talk to that person. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right, I'm going to get in somehow. Okay. Okay. Pounce the doors when they hide out in a food truck. No. There'll be a lot of food trucks okay. there. 
There will be food trucks. Um, so what else do we got? That That's it? what I have for con All news. All right. You don't have any more con news? You sure? I don't, I'm sure. Well, what about tabletop game news? Well, here's the thing. In contrast to my normal amazing preparation mm-hmm. for these segments, um, I, I didn't have time to do it because I'm... On vacation. On vacation. And, you know, you're busier on vacation sometimes. No, not really. No, no. No? No, you're making it up. Uh, So, wow, that looks like My Little Pony. What are we doing? You're speaking in the microphone. That one there? Or this one. Do you want want me to move this one toward you? Yeah, because then I'm, like, all up in your business there. So, So, here we go. Ticket to Ride, 15th. Has this game been around 15th? Great game. Uh, 15th yes. anniversary. I have never played it either. Uh, Asha, it. a friend of ours, has played it. She really likes it. It looks cute. Asha Trains. Asha plays oh, Ticket wow. to Ride. I know. Well, about that. Uh, Ticket to Ride. That's like a Beatles song. It's come full circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next, Paperback Writer? You're so funny. Cryptozoic Games announces Spyfall Time Travel. Uh, this is, uh, oh my gosh, this is going to be a Gen Con, an advanced copy release. You can go and play this game if you go to Gen Con. Uh, that's it. Time travel. How does that work, Steve? Well, you go to Gen Con, you pick up your games, and you carry mm-hmm. it around the rest of the day? No, you play it, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right then and there? There's tables. Okay. okay. There's right. people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to Gen Con, so I don't know. Well, you should go. It's great. You should probably go. Oh, gosh. All right. Look, it's Plaid Hat Games, The Heir of Frankenstein. Oh, she looks interesting. Abomination, The Heir of Frankenstein. Uh, Let's see. What do I have to say about this? Uh, Since Dr. Heir of Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein existed, that means that his creature also existed. The last we see of it in the classic tale, it is moving around the ice flows spotted by the captain of the ship. That the good doctor is on. Well, the creature and the captain are both making their way into the game, and in this preview, you can see how. I don't really know what any of that means. I tried to read it with suspense, as if I knew, but I think my lack of preparation is showing right now. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. If you quit bringing that up, it'll seem like you're. It is a oh, monster yeah, I building game. <laughs> I should have sold That's it. I should have sold it. And then this one actually looks pretty cool. This is uh, mm-hmm. looks like this is on Kickstarter. Don't know how much uh, they still need or if they need any. Yokai. Is that? How, am I pronouncing this right? Yokai? Is it Yokai? Yokai? You know, Yokai. Okay, thank you. Do you say each um, um, vowel separately? Well, there's no, you know, umlauts over anything. No, we don't have umlauts. You don't have umlauts? No. No. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know, like, languages. City of Crime board game. It looks pretty cool. Uh, The gangs are in Kickstarter. The gangs are in control of the city. What is new? The police try and do what they can. But it's little compared to what the gangs do to one another. Is that Japanese for Everett? <laughs> Each one is trying to establish dominance. Which one will come out on top? That is up to you to decide in Yokai City of Crime. I should have done that in the little that's voice very good. that I you did. did. Yeah, good job. thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, and that's on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I got that stuff. Okay, so let me That's let me it. go add in uh, Except for two lap more. dance. Can we? No, no, that is that. No, we're not going to do that one. So anyway, I'm going to add two more because these are kind of important to those uh, who are into uh, miniatures. So made to order chaos sorcerers available to order for 40k games workshop is going a bit re- retro. They pulled a trio of old chaos sorcerer models out of the vaults and are ready to custom make some when you want to order them. So check that out. Harness the infernal power of the Chaos Sorcerers for your 40K game. Um, can never get into 40K because, I mean, I played it one or two times, but I just can't paint. 
can't paint those miniatures. I'm yeah. just hey man, at We it. all have our skills. I know. We all have our skills. I know. Our buddy Steve, man, he's got some he skills. He is very good. Well, he played a lot of 40K in Fantasy Warhammer. So. I can't even like get a sliver out because it's just too microscopic. I can't well, paint I, that tiny Well, you know what? Maybe something simpler for you to paint, and you don't have to do that much into it, is another uh, miniatures from Flames of War, the new late war Americans available from Battlefront for Flames of War. The M4 Sherman, 105-millimeter platoon. Get that. See, I think um, that encourages violence. Flames of War. <laughs> Belfort Flames of War. The M4 Sherman is available. Check that out. Uh, and that's easy to do because all you got to do is paint it green and put a white star on it. And that's... ta-da, you're done. Yeah. There's shades, though. Easy. There's shades. There's camo. Yeah. Shades. I mean, yeah. it's not that easy. Yeah, there is. There mm-hmm. is. If you want to be an underachiever, then Let yes. me explain camouflage and army things to you, please. Okay. Yes, please do that. <laughs> please. Please, civilian, explain to me. Um, the mem- <laughs> Another one. Oh, you know what? We should check. Why didn't you talk about this? You love uh, I didn't um, see that. Game of Thrones. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, why don't you do that? I, 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 I will wait. I will wait. Where Maybe are you? Maybe you should just do Maybe it. Maybe Maybe I should yeah, just do it. Simon previews Night's Watch Heroes, one box set. That is part of the Song of Fire and Ice. For those of you nerds out there, There's you no should know this. You should know this. But. But uh, Game of Thrones is based upon the book, uh, A Song of Fire. Well, a series of books called A Song of Fire and Ice. And they're awesome, and I read them all on my phone. I kid you not. Wow. Just want to put that out there. Wow. I know. They're that good. That's I know. the point. And, is they're that and good. And I've seen your phone. It's one of those dial phones, old, it's oldie phones. Yeah. So. yeah, right on my rotary phone. Anyway, the members of the Night's Watch <laughs> have sworn to protect Westeros while they have... While, wow. While they all have that goal in mind each one still has their own ambitions and thoughts on how the brotherhood should be run with the release of night's watch heroes one box for the song of fire and ice tabletop miniatures game check that out um i have never seen anyone uh, i it, haven't seen that i got I does it come it with like ghosts and so stuff new, like that this, this does it come with it i think it's existing but um does it come with egret can you like? I'm, I don't know. So it's you, a, this is a new game. It's it, is it any way? Uh, it says coming Ronin. soon. So that's coming game. soon. Coming soon. So we'll have to maybe we'll uh, talk to some of our fo- our friends that do these miniatures and uh, they can tell People us who actually knows about. That. Yes, exactly. Because that's nice. yeah. <laughs> we need a miniatures expert. We do. If you know more than us, which you probably do, you can email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. Oh, we're going to get a, just a flood of emails. Oh, probably. Just it's flood. Great. flood. It's great. It's tons, mm-hmm. tons. So uh, I, that's, that's all, I think that's all we have. So cool. Let's uh, talk to my friend. Let's talk to my friend. Let's talk to my friend. You want to talk to your friend? Trenton. Let's talk to him. Let's okay. Talk to, let's talk to Trenton now. Then. All right. Let's talk to Trenton. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. So welcome, Geeks and Nerds. Uh, this is Rebeculous here with uh, Geeks of Cascadia, and we're interviewing Trenton Payne. He is one of the founders of Gilgamesh Games, and uh, I did I did a little research um, on Gilgamesh, and because I was uh, wondering why you uh, folks, you and your co-founders, would name your company after uh, fifth king of Uruk, something like that, in uh, Sumerian, uh, yeah, yeah, Mesopotamian, some... yeah. I, th- I felt like it was kind of an alliteration, like the G's and stuff. It, 
like you oh. said, it hadn't been taken, you know? <laughs> there you go. And so, yeah, I just, I, I've always loved... These are not uh, the reasons I thought you would list. <laughs> well, actually, I've, I've actually always loved the, the tale of Gilgamesh and stuff. And there's, yeah. There's been a lot of uh, uh, interpretations of it and stuff. And, you know, there's some question about whether or not it was a real person. And, and just, uh, I just, I love myth, like uh, Joseph yeah. Campbell, Power of Myth, um, storytelling, you know, the, the, the story of the hero. Mm-hmm. And so that all plays into it and stuff. And I mean, wasn't that one of the first epics, the Gilgamesh, epic of Gilgamesh, and yeah. kind of like set the stage for other mythological epics and songs? Yeah, it was and a, superheroes. It was an epic, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's what's amazing is like everything, everything that's happening now, as far as creativity or as far as storytelling, ha- you know, is working off of the work that happened the generation before it, and that's no different. And if you just look, keep going back and back and back. You know, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the first that I think was actually, um, and I don't even know what how it was written down, but putting um, it was actually in print of some sort. I mean, it wasn't like text on paper, but yeah. it was like something on where somebody could pass it on instead. And it was of like the most complete like like story I think that yeah. came out of instead of just being storytelling or fire fireplaces. Yeah. All right, so Gilgamesh uh, is your and how many of uh, you're a founder? But it says you're a fledgling company online. When I checked the website, yeah, www gilgameshgames.com yeah. and twitter it's gilgamesh.games that's what i meant to say <laughs> and uh, uh how many other co-founders do you have and how did you all get together and say hey let's do this thing yeah it's it's mostly me and i've got basically just um a group of uh, carnies that are kind of uh, hired goons and they all kind of come in they come in and out when i need them and stuff and uh, uh one of our big the people i work a lot with is uh a man by the name of Dave Yukovich, and he does um, some amazing illustrations. I worked with him on. Uh, I saw his name. He did like the Magda illustration, the sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, another yeah. game we've got. It's kind of a. Um, it's a it's, one-person game. We'll, we'll talk about that. It I just want to yeah, talk yeah. about all your games. I'm but, very uh, excited about that one too. Yeah. But uh, he he's one of these guys that um, moves fast. I worked with him. He's worked on uh, Evil Dead comic books, mm. and uh, he's worked on other board games that were super successful, and. Uh, I'd worked in, I'd worked uh, working on other people's board games for long enough, and it was finally one day I was like, you know, why don't you just do something yourself? Cool. Just see what happens. So yeah, this is where it's headed. So so speaking of that, um, then what was your? Uh, I know my wife and I, who's behind the camera there, you can't see her. She, um, uh, we like two player games. We like two player portable games that we can take and go, and. You seem to be making two-player games, and and then the aforementioned Magna single-player game. Like I love this, I love this. Why instead? I mean, there's so many role-playing games that you can have just a group of people and stuff. Yeah. And table killers. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, I I salute those teams because there there's so many people in those com- in those groups working, and you know working on other beer. I've worked on a couple of pretty big games uh, where there were lots of parts. So even when you're just doing 3D modeling, you can't just, just do the 3D modeling. You need someone to prep all that stuff for production. You've got all these working parts. And I just felt like, you know, that that's something that would be nice to work toward. But starting out, just do something simple. I like it. You know, do some games that, these are the games, like somebody had done a review um, of one of our games. He said, this is nice because it's 15, 20 minutes before you sit down to play the really serious giant table killing four hours I almost feel like there's so many of those magic and Catan and D&D and everything that it's just refreshing to I mean I didn't think I was going to have any kind of response when I asked my local game person for a a two-player game you know but but they're 
they're kind of coming back. They're kind of yeah. coming in. Well, I think certain games too are, are important to uh, focus just on two player. And in, in a lot of games, you know, there's like one player mode. There's two player mode. There's four to six player mode. But I felt like let's just focus on something that just celebrates. You know, you and a partner. You got twenty minutes before you're doing something. You know, let's and something that's portable, like you said. And we can just sit down, and just boom, 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 play as fast as you want. And so that's I think that's what we've done with Cats of Ulthar. So we're going to get to Cats of Ulthar, so I'm going to write. But also uh, before that was Hive, Hive Smash. Yeah, Hive Smasher. So and that's another two endeavor. player. And that looked kind of mm -hmm. cool. Uh, yeah. hex, hexagonal cards, and you're building your own hive, and there's yeah. bees versus wasps, and it just. Yeah, that looks kind of neat. When did that come out? I couldn't find dates. Well, it's at all. that one's still that one's not out yet. Like oh. we we had it on uh, Kickstarter and it kind of we kind of failed. We like had never oh. done a Kickstarter before, and so we still have a, a bit of a fan club there. And everyone's okay. like, "Hey, when are you gonna bring this out?" So oh, we yeah. might piggyback it into the Kickstarter for you Cats of Far. You should do that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the artwork in that is fantastic. Um, it is. It really is that the same guy. Same uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Same guy. And it was the whole concept was that yeah, you're building your hive while the other person's building their hive, and we wanted to do something super simple, so even younger audiences could play it. Um, but uh, you know, Kickstarter is a harsh mistress. It seems to be. I'm becoming more familiar with it, and I'm just like, oh, as soon as you put someone on a Kickstarter, like you could assume it's funded, right? But as I'm flipping through, and it's like, oh, this person's got several thousand dollars to go in one day they're not gonna make it like i get it yeah well it's like if you don't yeah if you don't fund it in the first three days then it's probably not going to happen and uh -huh. the what's what's interesting is that i've worked on things that um, made over 800k and i've also worked on things that had uh, licensing for big movie stars and they didn't make it so it's kind of like there's a lot of factors who, yeah okay who uh, happens to be looking through kickstarter at that moment like i mean well there's I, lots of things you know one thing is too is like building up your building up your fan base right anyone on kickstarter is successful they really have to build up their fan base so like we're still in we'd like to still have a few people to do some video reviews you know so you can get get the word out get people uh Seeing other people play the game. Yes, so that's, that's really helpful, seeing other yeah. people play the game, actually. You get your mailing list, so going to um, shows, going to uh, conventions, and getting people to test. So I think we're past the point where we're done testing, but we'd still like to get people interested. So it's really like, sit down, play the game, what do you think? Yeah. Get on the mailing list. Yeah. So that's a factor. So bringing your fan base is really important. Um, and I think timing is sometimes not good. I think sometimes... Uh, I think we launched... Uh, High Smashers about the same time a giant DC game was coming out. I'm like, wait, mm. DC is, you know, they're they're on, they're going for private, uh, for crowdsource funding. Yeah. You know what's what's happening here and stuff. So there's there's a lot of competition, but now there's a science like you should do it on Tuesday. You know, you should do huh. this, this, and this. And so there's a lot of things that and we've learned a lot uh, from this. And so I'm, I'm like, if we're gonna do it again, we're either gonna release Cats of Ulthar. Just release it, period, okay. and boom, and get that out. We'll get High Smashers out, too. We already have a production around of High Smashers done and ready to just sell. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just buy, because I know <laughs> the two-playerness, awesome. and Cats Volthar actually hit a little uh, uh, how-to-play and started playing the tutorial okay. of that thing. Okay. That's going to be cool. So let's cascade into Cats of Ulthar, which is super cool-looking. Love the graphics. Is that the same guy? Yes, it is. It is. Love this time art. I said, just, I, you know, as an art director, you know, you, you put mood boards together, you might do a few sketches, you might say... But at the end of the day, I said, okay, just imagine, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, go. And he, he loves doing creepy stuff. 
I, I was not sporty. quite familiar with the story, of course, so I researched it, you know, and, and yeah, that is creepy. Uh, it's based on an H.P. Lovecraft story um, called The Cats of Altar. Yep, yeah. yep. And, uh, and yeah, it's a little creepy. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, I just have to look it up. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's a two-player game, cards, um, uh, awesome graphics, uh, looks pretty easy, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, for anything else you can yeah, tell us? Why, why the HP Lovecraft? How did you like? Oh, HP Lovecraft. Well, I, think I think I'll do that. I think anyone like, who's a fan of you know HP uh, Lovecraft, uh, there's so much Cthulhu stuff out there, right? And I love the Cthulhu stuff. I mean, I've, I've got some Funko Pops laying around here somewhere. Um, um, but you know, he always said, "Look, I I write this stuff, but I I don't care what people do with it. Like, take it in any direction you want." And I was kind of inspired by that. And you know, my family loves cats. And I'd run across the story, and it was, you know, it was out on public domain. And I thought, God, it's such a, it's like a page and a half in any anthology. If you have a, oh. if you have like a Lovecraft anthology in your li in your library, it's going to be in that book. It's going to be in that book, nice. and it's like, you know, like I said, it's like a couple pages long. But I thought, the challenge was, well, let's do something other than Cthulhu. And so we get close. You know, there's some ancient elder gods in the story. Yep. And basically, I had said to the illustrator, I said, look. Let's imagine that instead of, because there's a little bit of Egyptian uh, connection to the story, that they worship Egyptian gods. I was like, well, what if H.P. Lovecraft designed Egyptian gods? Hmm. What would they look like? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Anubis is really like this giant, bloated, dog-like canine thing. Nice. Um, uh, Horus, instead of just being an eagle head on an Egyptian body looking like this, you know, in a hieroglyph, it's actually this scary-looking, you know, giant clawed flying bird coming down yeah. on him and stuff and he was like yep i get it and so i just let him have go loose I just go free with a lot of that stuff and so i just felt like oh let's do something that's hp lovecraft but let's do something kind of mystical you know and there's a lot of fan base for people out there who love cats and it's funny because whenever i talk to i get somebody to, to um, play it they're like i love lovecraft and i love cats nice Go, you know, and so... How about a little Edgar Allan Poe-based game? Yeah, maybe in the future. Yeah. Well, I love crows, right? We love crows. I love crows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what... Uh, yeah, I actually do want to get those. I was like, is he going to have these in his house that I can just get these games when I leave today? Or I see there's a place to shop on your website also. Yeah. That's the preferred way, right? Well, it is. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, we haven't, stopped, we haven't sold any... We haven't put anything up yet. Um... We're kind of waiting to there's, get kickstarted. There's a shop. There's a shop. Yeah, there. it's ready to go, okay. but it's all it's all in sold out mode. So mm -hmm. um, until we until we fire the whip, and I want to make sure that once we start selling it, I want to make sure that uh, it's as painless as possible for the customer. Thank you. Which means we appreciate that. I have shipping updated. I have all that taken care of. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you'll get. I don't want you to get something six months later. You're a wise man. So. Well, like some Kickstarter, like we're learning like how to ship things better. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do with Europe? And then there's now there's the tariffs. You know, um, how you how's that going to affect you and stuff? So, it's kind of a weird time to be doing it, but hmm. we're determined. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. No, that's good that you're like thinking of all the angles before you, so you can do it right. Um, what is your background prior to now you're a graphic designer? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, graphic designer for many years i've worked for uh, kind of big uh, kind of fortune 100 companies uh aka the death star and uh i uh before that i did i've been i mean i've been doing something design worthy since kind of the internet 
kind of came out. I mean, probably, well, probably not quite, but like, you know, probably for about 20, 25 years, oh, wow. you know, whether it was video production or back in the day it was multimedia for yeah, the yeah. lab, you know, and yeah. stuff, worked on websites and stuff like that. I guess I was kind of surprised to see this other artist, this other wonderful artist, uh, collaborating with you because I made an assumption before I read about that that you did all the illustrations and things yourselves. Do you illustrate? I mean, you. I do like really high end graphic design. So okay. I might do something in Illustrator, like, uh, you know, like in my in before time when we like I do all the graphic design for the for the games okay. and all the layout color treatments and things like that nice. but as far as like did you do your website it looks pretty clean yeah and slick yeah yeah, I, yeah I like it thanks but that's all from you know an artist basically I believe in like the right person for the right job so get the artist to just go crazy and do the raw subject and then if I do I've done tons of color treatments with some of the stuff that my artist has done but then cropping, where are you going to crop it? Where are you going to add the text? Yeah. What kind of text? What's the color of the text? How's the feel? You know, layout on the page. And because I have a UX design background, we have to think about that. Like, where does your eye go? You know, where's eye movement? Mm -hmm. Just like whether it was whether it's a Van Gogh yeah. or a Matisse, it's like, okay, you have to, you know, you're, there has to be a flow yeah. to where your eye goes. And yeah. so I, I painstakingly work on that stuff, kerning in typography. Um, I... Like I said, I slave over all that stuff, and we want to make sure that if we're going to just do a handful of products, that they're going to be amazing, and that when you get them, they're going to feel like, yeah, they put, this was a graphic designer and an illustrator who really had a lot of love for the project, and we really do. You can tell. You can tell just on the little bits that I've seen, you know, I mean, I just met you at NorwestCon and, and just website and everything. Uh, yeah, you can tell it's all um, really thought out and clean and super pleasing to the eye. Um, Oh, yeah, I love all those graphics. Um, do you, uh, oh, there's only, I want, before this interview ends, I want you to try and seamlessly show off this room in a little 360. It's beautiful. Um, so, Hive Smashers, Cats of Ulthar, and Magda. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, I don't have my notebook here. I forgot what Magda stood for. Mappy and Galactic Dream Assistant. Yeah. I was, it was tipping my time. So, this one was... Um, one player game. Magda. Yeah, I thought, you know, what's interesting is on the board game geek, one of the biggest groups is um, sole players, with uh, single players, and that kind of inspired me. And I, but I, not so, for board games though, right? That's unusual. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah. It is. But you know, I think there's plenty of people out there that, you know, you only get so. We're in a dip, such a digital age. You get. You're going to keep staying, you're going to keep working in that, but you're, you need time off where you can sit around the campfire and talk to other people, right? And so I think that that's obviously where by board games are kind of blown up again. People yeah. have that need. Yeah. That need of like yeah. human connection. Yeah, kind of said on your website, I like that. I yeah. like that. But then, you know, there's also time when they just, they want to do stuff on their own and they still want to play. And so it's actually, a, it's a really big group. And I had already started working on the, this concept and what I love, so I love eighties uh, thrillers, uh, sci-fi thrillers. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the, they're the low budget ones where you know there's people get you know the blood splooms across the sprays across the space station or whatever, and the budget's really low and there's always monsters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was trippy. That's actually kind of unique under itself. But, oh man! Um, but I love that stuff, mm -hmm. and so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do kind of a a one person uh, game where you have this onboard AI. And she's kind of like, you know, she's kind of 
become sentient. She's kind of smitten with you. Which she... is like almost now. I mean, yes, yeah, right. Sentience. It's, it's, it's like it's you almost now. feel that it's there. I know. How how much do we trust our so, phones? Right. I, as long as as long as you're dreaming and not trying to complete your goal, she's okay. She's okay. But, but if you try and you complete wake up, your goal, yeah. Right. If you wake up, then there's ramifications. And so she's like a kind of a minor AI in the game. Where she actually gets a turn. So she's kind of mean. She is. She is. She's vindictive. Um, and I, I did it in the kind of style, there's a lot of pinks and kind of 80s Miami Vice kind of fonts uh, nice. to it mm -hmm. and kind of look and feel. But I also, I also, you know, uh, there's, a, there's some framework that's a little more Art Nouveau. You know, there might even be, might even be a little touch of Art Deco in there if you if you notice and stuff. And like I said, I have a design background. So you know, really slaved over how they were going to look. But I wanted to be, I wanted the game to be as beautiful a card game as ever. And I wanted it to be the size of tarot cards because I love tarot cards. And so it's actually the size of a tarot deck. Oh, cool. And some of the characters actually, if you think, if you squint, you can kind of see, oh yeah, I could see that's almost being the Queen of Cups. Or nice. that could almost be Death. Yeah. Or, or whatever, uh, Sun or whatever. So there's a handful of crew members that can help you. And those cards kind of are very symmetric like that. Um, and I, like I said, I love this game. It's so much fun. I've only tested to a handful of people, but um, the few people I've tested it to are uh, single-player games that like to play alone. I'm, I'm curious to try it. One of my joys of playing games is just to be in your face when I win. But if you're playing by yourself, then well, I guess you're... I don't know. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, for this one, I made it too that it's... It's really, I would say, like 65, 35% win-lose. So 65% of the time, you're going to lose. Hmm. So I want it to be something that's challenging. So you'll that play you again. could learn from and play again and, and take yeah. a different strategy next <clears throat> yeah, time? because okay, the more okay. that you play it, you will learn from the, you know, there's strategies. But I, call I don't them. mind losing when it's like, oh, I should have done that. And then you want to play again and do that. Yeah. And then something else might go wrong. You're like, okay, now I know not to do that next time. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't frustrate me. It's just like, all right. This time I'm going to do it right. Well, yeah, I and I want it to, there to be some playability, some continued playability. So if you yeah. play it once and win, like, oh, well. But this one, like I said, it's it's a little tougher to, to win. And even the last move of the game, the villain gets another turn, kind of like in a typical movie where you think the villain is dead and they get one more swipe at you, yes. you know. And yes. Some movies you die, some most movies you don't. But um, so this, was, this one is definitely not easy to win. But it's, I think it's kind of cool because I... A friend of mine has been playing it in Portland, and, and uh, he'll like go out to a coffee shop and start playing it. And oh. Because the cards are bigger, the the downside is that they'll take up a little bit more space. But the good news is that it, you know you've got this when everything's laid out, it's almost like you're doing a tarot reading, right? Yeah. But you've got all these cards, and they're really colorful, and it's people people definitely notice. They do. I was just gonna say when she and I go and play uh, the couple of two player games that we have. Uh, we'll take them to the bar. People always look. They're always like, what are you playing? What are you doing? Yeah. You know? And kind of like that. It's like, well, um, do you uh, have, I mean, I know Cats of Ulthar is kind of your baby right now. Future game ideas? Besides the awesome Edgar Allan Poe stuff that I know you're <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Do something with that. Um, patent bending. Um, yeah, I do. I'm, so. Do you have uh, swirls of many ideas I, going on in your head? I think it's, yeah. Of I mean, it's really about. You know, starting, first of all, I think it's important for, uh, especially if you're a small group, to start small, right? Don't, 
Don't try and bite off too much. Don't try and make something that's. It was yeah. You know, I like take. that. I know your your company is relatively new, but I like just seeing the three games on your website, and they just seem like they're done right, and they're so attractive. I mean, I know jack shit about gaming, you know, but it's just like I'm one of those people maybe that you're marketing towards. It's like that art is going to lure me in, and yeah. then. Well, for us, the fact that it's two-player, but yeah. Well, one I, thing I've noticed is that... It seems very thorough. Yeah, well, like, you know, what I've noticed a lot, of, a lot of board games is that the box art is awesome, and the maybe the rule book cover is awesome, and then you look at all the pieces, and it's all really broken up, maybe it's primary colors, and it just seems like you're buying a lot of air. You know, you're buying a box yeah. with a lot of air in it. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, it's like, if I'm going to get to that point, I want to make sure that it, it's robust enough and gets people's interest and so I think the next step up what we would do is probably do something like a, a smaller box where it would be you have an actual you know a board you know you may yeah. have a few pieces but I've I've got some uh, you know part of it too is like okay come up coming up with ideas that uh, are, aren't trademarked so come up with something unique I've like I've written a couple Wait, of, if you come up with an idea do you have to search the trademarks to see if I mean Absolutely. Uh, I mean, especially uh, names, right? Uh, yeah. Like if 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 Catan was named Magda, we probably wouldn't yeah. be named Magda, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of th things to, to take in consideration. And my hobbies throughout the year, like I've written a couple of kids books, picture oh. books, a couple of uh, YA books. Nice. And so yeah, there's some ideas um, that I'm thinking. You know what? Yeah, I could take that. I worked really hard on mapping out the storyline, and if since you know i've copyrighted on them i think that would be the next step is uh doing one called the uh, demi Doraga is uh, the sci-fi kind of middle grade fiction book that i've written and um it's uh it's, it involves a lot of traveling to other worlds this cool. ship comes to a world and right before it's going to die and grabs one person off of that world me and they bring them onto the ship okay like so, a little noah's art thing it is gonna, yeah, yeah. Okay. so you've got all these aliens from all these planets and all their all their plants oh, are now gone, cool. and then they pick up like a twelve-year-old boy, and you know, he has to kind of be brought up by aliens and stuff. So, it's kind of nice because when you map something out like that, you know, like a three-hundred-page fiction book, you've got it all mapped out. So it's like, oh, how would I turn this into a board game? And so I think that would be our next step. Neat, neat. I like it. Do you have any uh, intentions of, or is your cat Bruce in any way symbolized in the Cats of Ulthar? We just met Bruce. He's super cute. It'd be cool if he strolled in here right now. Yes, he he's uh, the black and white cat. Yes. Yeah, he's um. So um, we thought about uh, on Kickstarter um, having a special pledge where you um, bring in a picture of your cat, and we'd have to fit it in with a slot. Like it'd have to be black and white, or black or white, <laughs> or tabby, um, or if you have um, 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 there's a couple other um, obscure races and uh, obscure kinds of cats in there. But yeah, you can basically send us the pic, and we'll uh, have my illustrator do the whole drawing for you. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's like I a mystic, that. in the card game there's a cat, but then there's a mystic version of the cat as well. So you get two cats, two pictures of your cat in different colors and stuff, and that's, they do different things. That's a neat thing. I'll do that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, not counting your own games. Favorite game that you like to play? Board game? Game on your computer? Phone? Well, Currently, as as, maybe. I don't know. Trying to think of uh, the most current. You know, we started to get into the um, pandemic um, Lovecraft one. Oh, okay. uh, that one's pretty fun. I have a younger uh, son, so we really got into um, King of 
Tokyo? Yes, I love King of Tokyo. You fun. actually played King of Tokyo. Shouldn't remember it. Oh, that's a great game. That's a lot that was fun. neat. I yeah. like that. And they have other. It's like King of something else. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I keep saying King of New York. It's like some old. Uh, that's a eighties movie or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But also, we we just got a. So we're really big in the. There's a monopoly for Stranger Things, and I let my thirteen year old watch Stranger Things, and now he's just like, I can't wait for the next season and stuff. So she won't watch it. It's too scary. That's. Um, <laughs> It's, it's everything the 80s... I thought it was fun. 80s thrillers were. You know, I you loved it. Them, yeah. I thought it was fun. It was stupid scary. Like, you know, it's not... You know, so you're just like, eh, the monster. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, the way they great. use the music and everything. That's kind of cool. I didn't... Monopoly. Just, wow, they've really kept up with everything. Yeah. Everything possible. And then the uh, the one video game I am playing is... Uh, um, what's it called? Apex... Uh, oh, God. Uh... I forget what it's called. It's Apex something, but my son is much better than I am. I suck at it. <sighs> but you have sets of three teams online, and you go and oh, try well, and win. Thing and it's just, it's, it's, I'm horrible at it. <laughs> you know, and I, like, when I was a kid, I was like, you, you get better at video games because they're all, they all have a certain step-by-step -step process. You have yes. Dragon Slayer. Yes. Right, Dragon Slayer. Oh, God, I You had to be able to jump here at the certain yes. time. And so you just, you know, you dump your quarters in, but you learn how to play the game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the games now, you're dealing with people all over the world who are just experts in... I know. In I got so thrilled when I got to the Pac-Man stage when the little baby came around in Ms. Pac-Man. I was like, I know this game. You know, <laughs> it's just, oh my gosh, I know there's so much out there. Wow, Dragon's Lair. Jeez, with the flashback. I hated that game. That was, that was... I didn't do so well with that. But uh, can you, my dear, uh, speaking of video games, this is your segue because I wonder if you could just do a quick panning of Trenton's uh, man cave, game cave, awesome cave, with all these wonderful figurines and just everything from everywhere. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Well, my son and I, we... Don't make the audience dizzy. We got... <laughs> we really got into Legos, but, you know, there was a point where I'm like, you know, like in the 70s and 80s, we put puzzles together as a family. Well, we as a family put together some of these big sets, and we wouldn't get them all done right away. We'd, like, take a month to get them all done. But then he would, of course, thrash them and turn them into a Megatron or something. And I'm like, you know what? Can we can just put together... Can we just put a, a, a piece of a, a set together and leave it, you know? So, yeah, that's what I've done. I kind of had a few sets. That's pretty How long did it take you to collect everything you have in this room? Since I was probably, like, 14. Gosh, I wish I'd have saved my stuff. I wish I'd have saved my Legos. I did not. Yeah, well, they didn't make the cool stuff back then, either, right? Yeah, I had the hospital, and I had the basic family house, and I had the space station. That was kind oh, of Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, they got, yeah. in, they got into more licensing Quite a collection. in the last 10 years. Well, thank you for your time. Appreciate that. Did you get all the good stuff? Awesome. Uh, thank you. Appreciate yeah, your yeah, time. Yeah. Trent and Payne, Gilgamesh Games. Look for him on Kickstarter. Buy his games. I'm going to buy them. Magda, Hive Smashers, Cats of Ulthar, Gilgamesh Games. Boom. And that's my buddy Trenton. Nice man cave, huh? Did you see that? Oh, that oh was my amazing. God. So I wish cool. I had one of those, yeah. So yeah, so that's the guy Matt. Mm -hmm. I know, it turns out we have mutual friends on Facebook. Which is Facebook so freaky, but yeah, yeah. I know I like his I stuff. His games are fun too. I mean, these one-player games. Am I the only one? 
He likes to play one-player games. He's living my life, man. I, I want to be a game designer. Be a game designer. I know. You can be whatever you want to be, Blue you know, I've Samurai. Been, I've been dabbling a little bit with After all, you know, you, campaign You think creation. you're a samurai, so you know? by all means. Campaign is good. Oh, thank you, Paul. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. I'm still waiting on my armor this I guy's mean, supposed to make you, me. You, but in your evaluation, <laughs> like, you put a big poop emoji on there. <laughs> I, I, I drew a poop emoji. <laughs> I, like to, I think you're coming a long way with your uh, character voices. Thank you. There. Thank yeah. you very much. What I found very interesting is, so this is why I do, listeners and viewers out there, Currently, I'm the DM of this particular uh, campaign, and what I do is, and I have many campaigns within this campaign. And when I finish a mini campaign, I put up evaluation sheets. <laughs> it's I, I it's like feedback. homework, right? It's a little bit, of, but I need feedback. I, and, and you get a beer out of it. I, bu- I buy you a beer. Um, what I found interesting is, Rebeculus, you were the only one that really liked the character that I had developed. This uh, Revenant. Um, what is wrong there. with you guys? Boy, I'm the only female in this thing, That's just so why. you know. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just struggling. I had a very <laughs> strong female. Why, what, are the, what are the guys? They all just didn't like her? They all just wanted um, her to die and Paul, go to Hades? Actually, Paul though? liked it a little I bit. Liked it. Yeah, he yeah. did. The other one's kind of pooped on it. Yeah, the other one's kind of pooped on it. Well, maybe yeah. they haven't lost all their loved ones like she did. Maybe. Huh? Maybe and they I, don't I, like strong female characters. I had no idea what a revenant was. I didn't either. So I had to look it up. Confusing. I knew it was a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I didn't. It's true. Isn't it? I don't know. I thought that was Titanic. Well, that. No, it is. There's, there's a bear in it, right? Yeah. There's a bear in it? Yeah. Oh, and There's that's a bear. Right. Yeah. He gets all. Bobo? <laughs> Bobo the bear? Bobo the bear. He was a circus bear, and he escaped, and then he's bitter. <laughs> that's right. That's why he almost <laughs> took a chunk out of Leonardo. He was delicious. Mm. He's a delicious man. I never yes. saw that movie. Yes. I don't think I'm ever going to see it. Yeah, though. me either. No, it's a great movie. Yeah. I saw it. Okay, fine. So How about Once Upon a Time like, in Hollywood? Great, like, you guys want to see that? Just boring. What? I like that movie, too. Yeah, but... Oh, well. We're going off on... <laughs> We're going off the rails here. All right, so what do we got next? The, uh, I don't know. What do we got? What you got? Game review, maybe? Yeah, game review. Game review. Oh, I did that. Which, by the way, we didn't announce it from the very beginning. We apologize for that. Yes. We're very sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. What game are we reviewing? Yeah. Uh, It's a game called Magda Mm -hmm. by my buddy Trenton. Oh, really? What a coincidence. And it is a one-person game. That's one of the reasons I I reviewed this. I've actually never even heard of a one-person game other than like a deck Mm -hmm. of cards, Uh you know? And choose your own story, man, or choose yeah. your own adventure. Well, That's yeah. well, no, I, I, know. Know. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I but uh, yeah, it's really cool. Very right? li- sad childhood, so I played <laughs> a lot of those games. That's another episode. It itself. is. Maybe right. episode 54. Depression of Blue Samurai. <laughs> Check it out. There's a reason he's That's called right. Blue. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty cool. It was okay. pretty cool, pretty easy to play, self-explanatory, and fun, and um, so you want watch to go for it? yourself. Great. You want to go into it right now? This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hello, nerds. Rebeculous here from Geeks of Cascadia. I'm going to do a little demonstration uh, review on this wonderful creation from Gilgamesh Games called Magda. It is an acronym stands for Mapping and Galactic Dream Assistant. Ooh. And it is a really cool game that'll make you go ooh, because it's pretty, and it's fun, and it's quick, and it's easy to learn, uh, and it's super portable. I mean, this is it right here. Um, And it's one player, single player. I didn't know. I think that's great. 
way better than solitaire. Uh, this beautiful box and all the cards and everything, beautiful illustrations uh, are by uh, Dave Yukovic and Tithi Ludthong, whose name is not pronounced like that, I'm quite sure. And the game is designed by uh, Trenton Payne. Uh, Gilgamesh Games. Check it out. This is good. It'll change your life. Well, maybe not. Well, maybe it won't. Okay, this is the pilot deck. In the pilot deck, you will find all of these cards. This entire array, each with its own purpose, for the most part. Uh, you're going to start off your game by choosing one of these three. They're called manifest cards. That dictates what types of other cards you're going to need throughout the game. Note they each have three different missions on them. You can choose whichever one you want by whichever method you want. After you choose a mission card, you'll need to draw cards until you pick a travel card. Travel cards are indicated by the four arrows on each side, and much like dominoes, you can put them on any side of the manifest cards that you would like. So, the only place you can go anywhere is if you have a travel card. Once you lay that down, you are looking for a planet card. See all these really cool planet cards? They all say planet at the top. They all have really cool names like Valderak and Wasabi Prime. Wasabi Prime, not Wasabi. That's like horseradish. Uh, gosh, I'm starting to get hungry. Uh, really cool names for planets. After you place a planet, you can begin a mission. You want to, you know, choose one of the three missions from the card that you, you chose in the first place. Uh, the missions are all, they all say mission at the top of the card. Sigma, Omega, Omicron, Epsilon, Theta, Iota. Seeing a theme, a little Greek theme going on here. I feel like Greek terminology makes it seem more mission-like. Anyway, I think it's cool. Uh, so after you uh, place a mission card on top of a planet card, you are finally looking for uh, an asset card. They all say asset right there on the top, and it tells you which mission. It says asset for the Zeta mission, asset for Iota, asset for Upsilon, etc., etc. They're really kind of cool things here. Aqua Flox, not really sure what that is. Everything from a purity orb ooh, to uh, my personal favorite, the Hump Rover. Uh, so after you complete all three of your missions, which is not easy to do at all, there are things that get in your way, uh, then you want to uh, place this home card down. And Magda still has a turn after you place the home card down. Magda always gets the last bite in there, unfortunately, but that is the one and only home card, and that's what you need to finish the game. Uh, as you're turning over cards, you may come across a few oddballs. Uh, these two are your crew, your engineer and your therapist. You can name them whatever you want. I have named them uh, Pam and Crystal with a K. It just works for me. Uh, there's no names on the cards. You're free to name them whatever you like. Uh, also, two unique little cards that can help you. Uh, if your ship is damaged, then you have a repair card. You can also negate one of Magda's bad things by tricking her into sleeping. Look at that red balloon coming out of the TV. Hmm. And uh, let's play a game, shall we? Okay, this is the basic setup of the game. You have your uh, Magda pile. I didn't talk about that before because there's only one kind of card in here. Bad. Bad cards are in here. You have to pick one of these up every time you lay down a planet card, or a mission card, or an asset card. Not a travel card, but those other three. And uh, and there's just nothing good in there. She's pretty, and she's evil. She's a mean girl, just like in high school. Oh, I've said too much. And there is the manifest card that uh, you chose at the beginning of the game, one of the three, whichever one you want. 
Here's your pilot deck, and then here are the stern and the bow of the ship. Connect them up there so they make a pretty, pretty ship. At any point in the game, you can uh, take damage from her uh, on the stern or the bow. If both parts get damaged, that's one of the several ways you can lose this game. Um, and then I left a little space here because you're going to need a little space for this game. Uh, you're going to build like dominoes around this center manifest card. So um, that's that's it. Let's start it up. Let's play a game. Alright, so this is the basic setup of the game. Uh, and you want to start off with three. You always have three upturned pilot cards. And like I said, the first thing you're looking for is a travel card. And, and I drew two of them. So I can pick whichever one I want. They both actually say, shh, you're still dreaming and traveling through the cosmos. You can put them anywhere you want. I'm a little tight on space already, so I'm just going to put it up there. Uh, replace the card. And next I'm looking for, I could play this other planet card, which I'm going to do, or if I had a planet, I would put it on there. But I don't. So I'm going to travel off to the right. Replace card number three. And I got myself a Humperover, which, as you recall, is my favorite asset. I uh, can't play any of those. Um, you do not have to pick a Magda card after putting a travel card down. That's the only exception to her. So, still looking for... And you're just going to cover these three up. You can cover up whichever one you want. In fact, a strategy comes into play there um, if you're trying to save certain cards for certain reasons. Uh, so I have a mission card, which is useless to me right now because I'm looking for a planet card. So I'm just going to put the mission on top of that. Uh, asset card. Can't help me right now. Mission card. Looking for a planet, people. Looking for a planet. See the shuffling? There we go. Planet Valderac. That sounds cool. Uh, I can put it really wherever I want. Like I said, it's like dominoes. Put it there, there, there. Nope. I can only put it there or there. Or there. Or there. I like that because it's so symmetric. So now that I've played that, uh, I have to play a card from the evil one. Maybe I shouldn't call her that. Maybe she won't be as evil to me if I'm nicer to her. Kindness begets kindness. Okay, so this says they just didn't have your stamina. She submits my crew to nightmares, yada yada. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I'll ruin the surprise. Um, if I had an active crew member out, which I don't because I haven't drawn one yet, then uh, they would be dead. Uh, but I don't. So I lucked out there. Lucked out. She did not harm me. Alright, so now... Um, I don't have to draw again. I have missions up. Let's see if these missions that are showing are the ones in my manifest card. I'm looking for Upsilon, Iota, or Omega. I have Upsilon. That's great. So I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to put it right on top of the planet card. Like so. Now guess what I have to do. Yep. Choose a Magna card. So this one. She starts a fire in the stern of my ship. Life support in this section is gone. So BAM! I put that card on top of the stern. The stern of my ship has been compromised, and uh, that doesn't feel good. So I'm going to draw again, looking for the asset that belongs to this mission card. And this asset happens to be the egg of an agamid. I don't know what that is, but things with eggs. Are they going to be spiders or reptiles, you know? Uh, so we drew another planet. Um, we can put that down wherever we want. May as well do that. You don't have to put it down. If for some reason you don't feel like putting down that planet card, then it will save you from drawing a Magda card. 
but you do need to have at least three planets going to finish your game, win the game, so. Uh, so here we go. Must have hit the wrong button. Remove any acquired asset cards from the field and tuck them under your... So I don't have any assets yet. I'm not that far along yet. I kind of lucked out again. Okay. Uh, I do have a mission card here showing. It's not one of the missions I want, so I'm going to leave it here. And travel card. Sure. Just because why wouldn't I? And home card. So I'm not prepared to use this yet. So I'm just going to put it in the discard pile. You end up shuffling these all when you run out of cards anyway. Um, there's no point in even really worrying about saving it because I'm just too far or too early in the game. So that's what's going to happen there. Another travel card. I could put it down. To, it's, you know, why, right? Why? And we have another manifest card because there are three. That does nothing. Uh, there is actually a Magda card that will make you switch your manifest card and when you're almost done with your with your missions it's kind of painful um, so this is a good card and this one I will keep up and keep showing um, it's trick Magda into sleeping it basically the neg negates the effects of uh, any Magda card so we're gonna keep that up and not cover it up so that I can play it when need be Repair the ship with alien technology. Yeah, that would be neat. Actually, uh, so I want to use this. And I want to repair the stern of my ship. Bam! Doing that. It says I can use this card anytime to repair the bow or stern. Move the damaged ship card to the Magda discard pile and tuck this under the manifest deck, which means you can never use it again during this game. It's unfortunate because it's a very valuable card. Okay, mission Omicron is what I drew. That is not one of my missions, and I don't want to put it down. Look at my pretty, pretty ship. Uh, got another planet. Yay. Okay. Okay. Sure. I'll do it. I'll put it up here. Because I drew a planet, now I gotta... <laughs> She's so dirty. This one says, keep dreaming, lover. Uh, once again, if you have an asset card, she is going to ask you to remove it at this time. I do not, so I lucked out again. You don't always luck out. I think I just put all the luck out cards on the top of the pile, so. Hmm. Uh, Mission Iota. Is that one of mine? That is one of mine. Mission Iota is one of mine. So after I put this down, I am looking for the asset called the Nega Realm Converter. Uh, I'm going to put this on planet Sorbonne because it sounds like sorbet and banana together, and I like that planet, and that's why I'm putting that there. Also, it's the only other planet I have showing. Okay, shoot. Here we go. Here we go. Just before you arrive home, Magda... Okay. This card is only relevant if you just laid down a home card to win. That has happened to me. That is unpleasant. That makes one angry. All right, here we go. Draw another card. We got another travel card. Don't really need it. I'm going to put it here because I don't want to cover that one up. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Mission Gamma. Mission Gamma. Mission Gamma is not one I need. Discard. Another manifest card. Yada yada. Planet Nemelon. I don't want to have to draw another magnet card, so I don't want to play that. Mission Alpha is also not one of my missions. And this goes pretty fast when you're just playing by yourself and you're just flipping, flipping the cards. Look at that. The purity orb. Can you see that? Is there too much glare? Purity orb. Uh, do I need the purity orb for any of my assets? I don't. 
It tells you what your uh, assets are on your manifest card, too. It has your missions and your items. The only thing it doesn't tell is which planet, because it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't need the purity orb. I sure like saying purity orb, though. Okay, so, all right. Pam. I drew Pam. Uh, this is an engineer, and she is badass, as you can see. She's got tats and buzz haircut on one side and all that stuff. Um, she can protect you against certain attacks from Magda. You can also sacrifice her for an asset card. You can just search through the deck and find the asset you need, but then you got to get rid of her, and you can never draw her again. So... I'm going to save her. I'm going to put Pam off to the side. You never know when you're going to need an engineer. Okay, we have a uh, Drim Relic, which is an asset for the Theta Manifest, which I do not have. Goes there. Another planet. Don't need it. Going over there. Here's Crystal with K, our therapist. Uh, Crystal can also negate certain Magda situations. I could sacrifice her for a mission card of my choice. If I'm just turning over and turning over and turning over and I just want to get that last mission card, then I could do that. But I don't want to right now. I don't want to sacrifice them unless I have to. Uh, I've got two missions going on the table. Not worried about it. Let's be tidy here, shall we? Uh, Planet Wasabi Prime. I don't really need to put that down because I have two missions going and an available planet, but it's cool. And it's not wasabi, it's masabi. And I'm sorry, Trenton. It just reminds me of wasabi in Japanese food. Now I'm getting hungry. Uh, travel card. Planet Kev... I don't even know how to pronounce that. Planet, planet, planet. Flutter Residue is an asset for the Sigma mission, which I do not have. Planet Harion 5. Stumpbot. Bam. Uh, he is an asset for the... Gamma mission, which I'm also not doing. I've done the Gamma mission, though. It's fun. Spider Venom. Mmm. Displeased. I'm displeased. Dislike things with more than four legs. Uh, this is an asset for the Omega mission, which is a mission that I need. So here's what I'm going to do, just to show you how you can throw your crew members under the bus. I have the asset for this mission. I know that Mission Omega is in here somewhere. So, I'm going to sacrifice Crystal. I am. I'm going to sacrifice Crystal. I'm going to put my spider venom aside here. To sacrifice Crystal, i got to put her under the manifest deck and never talk to her again. Bye, Crystal. With a K. Love ya. And now I want to find this uh, mission Omega, which I don't think I've encountered yet. Maybe I have. Maybe I have. I did. I had it up here, and I wasn't paying attention. I didn't have to sacrifice Crystal. Alright, so, I got my third and final mission, Mission Omega. I'm going to put that up there, which means, yes, you know it. Over to the Magda pile. She messed with my head. If my therapist is active, then she ends up killing everyone on the ship. My therapist is not active. She was going to kill my therapist, but I killed my therapist first. <laughs> okay, so I looked out there, and now I want to grab this asset, put that on top of my Mission Omega card, and that mission is actually completed. Another Magda card. Gulp. Home. Uh, there's a couple of these in there. If you just laid down the home card, yada yada. I did not. So, whoa. Drop the home card. We'll get that in a bit. Um, so I lucked out. So I have one mission complete. There is actually a way that you can protect your completed missions. Uh, like the one up here, which you can't quite see. 
um, I could lay down a pilot card over the top of it like so. And Magda can't harm that mission. But you can't win with piles covered up either, so it's kind of a it's kind of a risk that I'm willing to take at this point. Alright, so I got one mission completed. I am basically looking for the egg of Agamid and the Nega Realm Converter. And then I'm gonna play that home card. And then I'm gonna win. This is actually Mission Zeta, but I think that Trenton didn't have this one made, or maybe his dog ate it, so he actually hand-wrote that in himself. Uh, at any rate, don't need it. But I feel special. I feel this deck is special because of that. Uh, Mission Sigma, don't need it. So what happens when you run out of pilot cards? OMG, you just pull the top ones off, save those, and shuffle the rest. Hopefully, our wonderful editor will uh, zip past the boring shuffly part because it is boring. Maybe I could have had some cool, dreamy, spacey music going on while I shuffled. But anyway, for all practical purposes, that is shuffled. All right, drawing again, looking for the egg and the Nega Realm Converter. Manifest card, boom. Don't need it. Planet, don't need it. Mission. I got the egg. All right, so I'm going to put this on top of my Mission Upsilon. And then I got to draw from what's-her-name here. <laughs> She's so freaky creepy. Oh, my God, these are so creepy. If you really look at this beautiful artwork, it's so beautifully creepy. Uh, let's see. So this says, Shuffle all cards in your queue, both visible and hidden, with the player deck. Lay down three new cards for your queue. I could do that. And then, on the bottom, it says that if I had an active therapist in my crew, she could nullify the effects of this card. And I don't. Because I killed her. So now, do I want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to bore my viewers by just thinking, overthinking this. Um, I am going to... I am going to just... Shuffle the cards in my queue. Because there's not that many. And what did it say? It said, uh, visible and hidden. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't hurt me that much, I don't think. All right, so that's okay. That's all right. In fact, she helped me, because look, that never happens where she actually is helpful. Uh, we turned over the last asset that I need, the Nega Realm Converter. Oh my god, I'm so excited. All right, so I'm going to put this here. Uh, for the IOTA mission. I have my three missions done. I have my IOTA and my Omega and my Upsilon. Uh, I just put the last asset down, so I have to draw her. If you... <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. See? This is... Okay. This is the stuff that just drives me crazy about this game! I love this game, Trenton. I love it. If you had three visible assets in the field, you were deceived. You wake up to realize it was just an illusion. Magda actually sent you to the other side of the universe. A visible trick Magda card can negate this from happening, which I had before I chose to reshuffle. I had one. So, um, so basically all of my um, hard work is, and it says you lose. I lose. So I just lost. Okay. I love this game, and I also hate this game, and let's see, my engineer does not help me with that at all, she was not mentioned in that pile, that's it, I lost, 
I lost the game. Thanks a lot. Anyway, uh, that is the game, and um, I am Rebeculous, and that was fun. This is a very fun game, and it's it's pretty addicting, and it's awesome. You can just play it by yourself. Super portable, um, simple, easy to learn, but not dull. That's it. Have fun. So that was it. That was Magda. What'd you guys think? I really enjoyed playing it. I played it this morning, great. in fact. I think you did a great review. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man. It's fantastic. It's super clever, is it not? It's a clever, it's simple, but there's. it's not I, that simple. Well, it's not like solitaire. It's, I'm just impressed with the uh, camera work and the audio work. Do you, you like did. the art? Do you like the artwork on the cards? I did. Mm -hmm. That shit's cool. I did. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I said shit. Sorry, I said it again. You never say it just once. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, I think that's... So, that's that part of the show, right? Or we have well, I don't know. So, okay. Um, sure. Well, what about the uh, musical number? Don't we have a musical number? Oh, All yeah. All good shows that's... have a musical number, a I... game review, an interview, and banter. Musical number's next episode. Well, oh. Are you going to bring your sousaphone? Know... <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I went to Target to try to get D&D &D Essentials. Yes, and? Target. And um, they've got... Like magic cards and stuff, but mm -hmm. I, I could not find it on the shelves at all. You think maybe it's sold out? Um, I, I that's, that's what I thought. Then I'd also check the shelf tags because mm -hmm. I work at the store. Why did you go to Target? They only sell a... they only sell it at Target, right? They do now. really. And yeah. I wanted to get it before September fourth, when it's going to be available here at around the table. But I wanted to, I, I want it now. You no, didn't. No, no. You didn't want to support. Uh, I did. Tim's I did store, want to support we... Tim's store. Wow. But I didn't want to wait two months to do it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I went to Target. They didn't have it. It was a mess. Target and then mess. I went online. And I went, well, I'll, heck, I'll just buy it online, right? Right. And I went online and said, it's available at your favorite Target store. I was like, what? I was just there. It wasn't there. So I ordered it online. And I, uh, maybe we'll talk about um, what it come, what comes with and okay. how the sidekick playing happens okay. on the next episode of our podcast. Good. Maybe you can DM us through it. Maybe I can run it a little <gasps> bit. That would be cool. Next week when Hobbs isn't here. Do you think he'd, Ooh. Do you think he'd be a nice DM or a malevolent No, he'd be DM. a total jerk. He, he is going to be a jerk. Yeah. He is yeah. going to be a jerk. Rule one, you can only fight with daggers. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just going to be a barbarian then. I'm just going to like. Well, that is awesome, Paul. That'd be, that's, you know, so, you should do an unboxing video. What do you think? We can do an un unboxing video. That is awesome. Sure. That is awesome. We need to do more with this podcast. We do. If you have any ideas of what you want, right? You email know, email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. All right. I'm just going to ask it then. So, unboxing video. How long is that going to be? Is that it? You just take. What, yeah, what is just, that? Just going to open the whole thing Paul in front opens of it up, goes, oh, people. Oh, yeah. look at this. He, he acts excited. Here's what it comes with it. Here's what it's for. Yeah. Here's mm -hmm. what this is different. Right. We need to do new things because we do need we do. to do new yeah. things. Well, we were going to do that lap dance thing, but we changed our mind. We did. Okay. We can't play that game. Okay. There's plenty of table right here. We could have right. played the game and had yeah. a lap, the lap dancer. Good, but we're all over. Does well, it... two of us are over 50. Do you have to get your own? <laughs> <laughs> but not me. Not until next year. But uh... do you have to? Mm -hmm. Never mind. Okay. Was that created by lap dancers? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Do you idea. have to provide your own lap dancer figurine, or I don't is know, it's it a card? In the... It's a card building game. I don't. Know. I have no idea. Maybe you should. Uh, I'm kind of stuck on review. it now. Do you a game shouldn't review. have shown it to me. Now I'm a little obsessed. Um. Okay. You can play it. Shall we talk about how many lap dances each one of us has had in our lifetime? 
I think we should talk about other things. What do you think? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not numbered, as usual. Oh, jeez. Oh. Um, so what else do we got going on? I do want to uh, let people know that uh, Descent into Avernus is coming out in September. That is from Wizards of the Coast, the next uh, campaign for Dungeons & Dragons, so check that out. Go to your local game store. You can order it, and it's got a really cool alt cover. Cool. Um, I've already ordered it through my game store. That so. looks really cool. I don't know who's going to DM it, but I can't wait to play. Somebody's got to DM it, not me, because I want to play it. Demonic S H I T that I just can't wait to yeah, it's gonna get be into. Cool. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Thank you for not saying it. It's so different when you spell it. Yeah. It is. No one knows what you're talking about. That's right. Nobody does. Well, uh, I think that's it for the show, right? Wait, can I, I do so. my can I do my thing again? Sure. Thank you. Okay. You know. Really? Yes. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Are you ready? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. That that didn't work. Quiet. What does the squirrel sound like? The squirrel? Oh, okay. We'll do the squirrel instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ridiculous. Oh boy. (laughs) Ridiculous. All right. This show's gone totally off the rails. So I think we'll just say, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Hey, Geeks, Blue Samurai here, and it's episode 53. Oh, and I'm going to do my part portion of the sound check now, yep. because apparently I'm, 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 and I'm nowhere near the microphone, nope. and I'm closer to talking, a better. and you I'm drinking get... a, a Player's Handbook IPA series, Sorcerer. Yes, and I see you have a new game, Paul. What's the name of this game this, this we're going to play once Rebecca gets here? It's called Lap Dance. Lap Dance? It's from Artipia Games. Wow. I'm surprised uh, we haven't heard more it about this game. It is by Anastasios Higiorietatis Panagiotis Syrigianosis. I think you just made up those I think they're Greek. Oh, look at that. Wow. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Do not get this game. I do not get this. This is not OrcaCon approved. No. 